Once upon a time, in the magical land of California, there once was a queen named Calafia who ruled over the land. Calafia was a mighty queen ruling with an army of griffins, and when in battle, she wore an armor of fish bones, likely salmon bones, from the American River. Gold was everywhere in the land, and Calafia was adorned by it on all accounts. California at this time was an all-female land of warriors, and Calafia one day got word of a battle looming over in Constantinople between the Muslims and the Christians. Calafia was to fight the Christians on behalf of the Muslims. Unfortunately, the Griffins, though fierce beasts who ought to have been a great asset in battle, had been poorly trained in who the enemy was and ended up killing both sides in the battle. Calafia then called the Griffins off the battlefield, and Calafia found herself not long after this in hand hand combat with a Christian king named Esplandian. The queen is defeated and taken captive where she converts to Christianity and falls in love with her captors' cousin. Seeing as she was no longer a threat, she was released. The queen and her new husband then returned with their army back to California where they decided to build themselves a proper castle. By the time they had finished the castle, they had an heir, a son, named Preston. As years went on, the castle soon became forgotten, a legend, really. Standing up in the modern-day land of Ione, California, Preston Castle. <laughs> now, of course, I'm joking, but the Calafia story was actually part of a real novel written in 1510 called Las Sargas de Espandian. In this episode of Ricky's Historical Tidbits, I will share with you some of the history of Preston Castle. This is Ricky's Historical Tidbits Podcast, and this is Ricky Mortensen. State Senator Edward Myers Preston proposed the idea in 1889 to create a reform school over in Folsom. The idea was to, well, reform bad boys instead of simply imprisoning them. Eventually, the location got changed to Ione, which is about 45 miles east of Sacramento. Finally, in 1894, the Preston School of Industry was opened. This place was built to look like a cool place rather than a prison, which it really was. The state bought the land from the Ione Coal and Iron Company for 30 bucks an acre and got a free 100 acres, too. The original plans showed 77 rooms and five floors. The first floor has the reception. This is where new wards, or aka prisoners, would come to be examined and processed. Also on this floor would be the director's room, a general's office, the doctor's office, the pharmacy, the dining room, and a few more offices. Then we go up to the second floor. Here we have the library, 12 apartments, the schoolroom, a reading room, the men's water closet, and the women's bathroom. Then we have the mezzanine, which had two bathrooms and some tubs. 
The third and fourth floors were unfinished. The third had 12 rooms, and the fourth had six. Down in the basement was the playroom, the laundry, more showers, bathrooms, a kitchen, pantry, fuel storage, and the furnace room. The castle also had a dumbwaiter and a pelton wheel that was used for the electricity. Another cool piece to the castle is the fire escape, which is a spiral slide with entries on each floor, and up top is a lever that, when pulled, would let out a rush of water for a quick and fun ride down to escape in case of a fire. Up at the peak of Preston, the school had 1,000 acres, and 750 of that was a farm. It had 800 wards, 200 employees, and a total of 50 different buildings. The castle is just one of those 50 buildings. Life at the school was okay at first, but there was a period of time when whippings of boys, beatings, and other basic abuse in a prison happened. Many times, boys would be sent here even when they weren't all that bad, simply because it would be easier on the family to get rid of a mouth that needed to be fed, especially during the Great Depression. However, many kids were murderers, drug dealers, bank robbers, and so on. In the school program by 1922 were 28 different industries they trained these boys in so that they could have trade skills that could help them get jobs. In fact, there were some job placement programs as well, like Stanford University. The best kids, the good kids, they'd be sent there to work on the ranch and do all kinds of ranch work, being paid between $2.50 and $4 a day. And when they got parole, these boys would lease between 10 and 20 acres for themselves. Now, Death was not uncommon. Quite a few boys died here, actually, supposedly from disease. But not all deaths were from disease. In fact, there's a cold case regarding the head housekeeper named Anna Corbin. Anna Corbin was found beaten beyond recognition and wrapped up in a rug that also had a rope around her neck. Like I said... It's a cold case, but the most common story is that Anna accidentally walked in on a guy named Eugene Monroe, who happened to be a murderer, uh, sodomizing with another boy in the school. The story goes that he was afraid she would reveal his little secret, and so he killed her. Eventually, in 1960, the school built new buildings and abandoned the castle. When they abandoned it, the employees were allowed to loot the place, so... Things like marble flooring and the hand-carved mantelpieces were all taken. That's it for this episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Ricky's Historical Tidbits Podcast. When you go to school and study history, they give you dates, they give you some names, and that's about it. But there's a lot more to California history, and that's where this show comes in. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show, and we hope you were entertained. And we'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter and Instagram at busy underscore Ricky. Find us on Facebook at Ricky's Historical Tidbits. Till next time, this is Ricky's Historical Tidbits Podcast, signing off.